The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Kindergarten Cop. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What up, Jason? Not much. How about you, Kerwin? I'm good, man. What are you drinking today? Ice cold Coors Light. Also with us is Mugga. What up, Mugs? Yo. What are you drinking? I have got a vodka soda um, drink that's called High Noon. And it's, uh, I've had these before, and they, they will creep up on you. <laughs> Might have to try one. And of it those. is it is high noon right now. I know one forty three. So. Nice. Uh, joining us is Elizabeth. What up, Elizabeth? Hey, Kerwin. Uh, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Michelob Ultra Seltzer Peach Pear flavor. It's not like those teas that we had that one time, is it? <laughs> no, okay. it is not like right. not like that. Okay, those then I, messed you up that one time. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to try one of those then. As long as it's not like that, then I'm good. And rounding out the panel today is Holly. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. What are you drinking today? I am drinking a truly black cherry lemonade. Nice. So today we are talking about Kindergarten Cop, released December 21st, 1990. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Penelope Ann Miller, Pamela Reed, Linda Hunt, Richard Tyson, and Carol Baker. It's directed by Ivan Reitman, and it's written by Murray Salem, Herschel Weingrod, and Timothy Harris, and it is distributed by Universal Pictures. Now, uh, let's get into our experience with this movie. Uh, Holly, tell us your experience with Kindergarten Cop. I was trying to think about the first time I saw this movie, and I I genuinely can't remember. I know that, because it came out in 1990, so we were one and a half. I was eight. I was (laughs) two? I think I was two, maybe. Well, in November, at the end of the year. When did it come out? December? It came out in December. Okay, so we were two. Um, so I don't, I don't, you don't have any cognizance of remembering it then, but I just, I remember the, the, the one line that the kid says where he's, boys have penises, girls have vagina. Like, I just remember p- people saying that on the playground. Like it was one of those things. Don't remember where, when I saw it, but it was fun to watch it again. All right, Jason, what's your experience? Uh, like Holly, I don't remember the first time I watched this, um, but I think I watched twins first so I got to see Arnold outside of like an action role so right. it would be like the second movie outside of an action role that I, I got to see him in um, and then re- I rewatched it with Elizabeth last night at like 11 11 <laughs> yeah to prepare for this podcast and um, I told her that she could be on it if she wanted to and I wasn't sure if she was taking notes or not because I had my little laptop out taking you know trash and treasure and all that stuff while we were watching it rented it on Amazon I think for three ninety nine, but uh all of a sudden, like halfway through the movie, I see her on her phone and she's like doing her notes. And I was like, oh shit, you're gonna do this. So I, I, I caught her laughing a little bit. So she lies about it later. She did enjoy it. So that's my, <laughs> that's my experience. All right. Uh, Is it better than Home Alone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so Elizabeth, what is your experience? Uh, well, pretty similar to Jason's. I was two months old when this came out. So I really didn't, I had an excuse not to see it. Like, unlike some of you who are two who totally could have convinced your parents to take you to see it. <laughs> um, I wasn't, you it's know, true. talking at two months old. So I didn't see it. I don't remember seeing it when I was younger at all. I had, like, heard of it. Not sure why I never watched it before. But, yes, I watched it last night at 11 o'clock for the first time. And it was actually pretty funny. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, she admits it. Yeah, we get some high prices already. And Mugga, what's your experience? I, I, I don't know if it was the first time that I saw, but I do remember watching this 
as, as an experience with my family down at my grandparents' house. It was always going down to San Diego, and then we would do our stuff in the backyard, and that night, this was one of the movies that we could watch as a family together, and so I remember watching it numerous times with, the, with my family, and then my brother and I, I think, watched it more, but I don't know if that was the first time I saw it. I know I didn't see it in theaters, obviously, but, but yeah, I do remember watching this a lot when it came out on VHS at the time with my family in San Diego. Uh, my experience, uh, I cannot tell you the first time I watched this movie, but I do remember renting it a couple times as a kid and also seeing it on TV. Uh, but for this podcast, I rented it this week and I watched it about two days ago. Um, and that's that's pretty much my experience. I, I remember loving this as a kid and uh, I still like it to this day. Yeah. Before we get into behind the scenes, Mugga hit us with the financials. So this, this was success. Um, $15 million budget it had. And uh, opening night, it made a little, almost about $8 million. Um, it ended up domestically bringing a little over $91 million. Um, and then you got another 110 for other, what they call territories that they released it. I couldn't really find out where. Um, so a little over $200 million this movie made, which is very successful. Um, however, obviously, it's not a franchise, nothing. So I had to put it up against something similar like Twins. And you'll see kind of where I go with that on behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Twins actually did better. Twins brought in domestic and internationally um, around 216 and a half million dollars um, and the reason why this did better um, Arnold feels that the actual principle of Astoria Elementary she took at the time all over or she wanted to take all of the 400 kids at the school to see the movie on like a field trip because obviously they were a lot of these kids were extras in the movie and all that stuff which I'll get into um, but she wanted to actually go screen it first she found out it was too violent so canceled the trip and I think that got out and it made some bad publicity for the movie and Arnold feels that it cost the film about 25 million dollars so it's kind of interesting um, I wanted to throw that out there um, in theaters though um, it did not come in at number one this came out in um, Christmas time right um, it fell this is why I asked it fell to the ratings of Home Alone Home Alone was still number one at the box office yeah but uh, but it, it did have some interesting movies I just had the 12 that I could find there was um, three men and a little lady um, it had Look Who's Talking To. Did you guys ever see that? Yes. Yeah, that was number two. I loved that one. It was, uh, that was at fifth. Dances with Wolves was number four. And then Edward Scissorhands at number three. Oh, and man. Kindergarten yeah. Cop at number two. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of segue this into Jason right here. Um, I've already looked up all of Schwarzenegger's IMDb uh, movie ratings. Um, where do you think this falls in the top ten? I'm covering my hands so Does Jason can see. Does it even make the top ten? It does not. Oh. This is not even in the top 10. This I didn't, is, even, this I didn't like, even know that, but I'm just asking. I was like, was you, it even in the top 10? I would have like, thought that this would have been, out of all of his movies, no. Nah. IMD rate, you don't think it's a well-done movie? Compared to his other stuff? I don't know if I put it in top 10 either. I was going to say, you I don't... You put Expendables better than this? Because that's, that's one of them. Last Action Hero is number 10. Expendables is 9. Escape Plans 8. Conan the Barbarian, 7. True Lies is 6. Pumping Iron, I'll agree with that one, is 5. Uh, Total Recall... Four, Predator Three, Terminator Two. Uh, sorry, The Terminator is number two, and Terminator Two is number one. You mean to tell me that this should Where not be on this list? Is Jingle All the Way? That's what Seriously? I'm wondering. We'll start. That's okay. what I'm wondering. First of all, Jingle All the Way is a holiday classic, and I don't even it, like the holidays. Dasha Dan Soprano Vixen So, so I was surprised to see that because I said, "Hey, when I'm researching this, I came across, hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger's top ten, I, and thinking like, oh, no, not even on there. So. I know you're going to get into the ratings. I don't even have the actual rating, but... So what is that movie's ranking all-time box office for Arnold? 
I have not looked that up. I can and get back to you on that while we're doing this. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Cool. yeah, that's cool. But, uh, but yeah, those are the finances. It came in at number two that weekend, but obviously a big success. Arnold felt it could have been better, but, uh, but I think they were happy with the results. But yeah, those are the finances. Nice. Uh, Jason, tell us what the people thought of this movie. So on Rotten Tomatoes, 51% of the critics liked it with only 37 ratings. Um, had an average rating of 5.5 out of 10. In comparison, we looked at Whiplash earlier that had over 235 ratings. So there's not a lot of people going back in time and reviewing these movies. Um, the audience, 52% of them gave it a 3.5 out of 5 or higher. Uh, with an average rating of 3.3 out of 5, with over 250,000 ratings. So a lot of the audience went back and reviewed this movie. But pretty similar, which is good. I like to see that on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, A couple of funny quotes. One of them that rated it fresh was, the Terminator meets Mother Goose, which (laughs) I kind of agree a little bit, especially from the beginning of the movie. one of them that rated it uh, rotten was a mishmash of violence, psychodrama, and lukewarm kitty comedy. So, I don't know. It's kind of all over the place, but again, there's only 37 ratings by the critics. Um, on IMDb, the average rating was 6.2 out of 10. The median score was a 6. With the demographics, it's kind of all over the place. The highest rated, but again, with only two votes, was females under 18 with an 8.5. Um, but again, there's only two votes, and on IMDb there was over 140,000. So, um, kind of skews the data, but everyone else was pretty similar around that that 6.2. So, those are the ratings. All right, uh, Mugga, why don't you take us behind the scenes? All right, so I'm going to start off by saying how I kind of did the research. I started on obviously IMDb and Wikipedia, and then I went to some articles that I found like facts about this movie. But I did come across a um, a, a YouTube video that had this guy from Yahoo News during the pandemic and he set up a Zoom or virtual meeting with some of the kids and explained, hey, what do you remember about that? How did you guys do this? And then halfway through, Arnold jumped in. So it's kind of cool. So I'm kind of piecing this all together. So I'll kind of say, hey, here's what I think happened. I don't know for sure. Because again, this was in 1990 and I don't know. I mean, we're missing probably a lot of things, but but I just want to kind of go into that. But anyways, Kerwin, you already started by saying um, it was written by Murray Salem. Um, I think that person did the story and the screenplay and then had help from Herschel Weingraut and Timothy Harris for the screenplay as well, correct? And I believe from what I have, they have their script, but this would end up getting rewritten a couple of times. Um, And I'll kind of show you why I think so, Um, along with like alternate storylines as well as an alternate ending. I guess there was an ending where they had Kimball dying from the shot. Wow. I don't know if they ever filmed that though, but I could not, but there was like talks about it. Um, but I'll go over kind of all that stuff in a little bit. Um, we do like behind the scenes and uh, some fun facts. But um, I believe from what I got, Universal, they have this script. They have the rights to it. And I think what they did then was try to go out and find their detective, John Kimball. Okay? Um, numerous people are attached to this. And this is from a couple of websites. So not one website had just like, like it was like they said they were attached to it. I'm just going to read down the names that I saw. Uh, Bill Murray, Patrick Swayze. Kurt Russell, Robin Williams, Jack Nicholson, and uh, Chuck Norris. How do you guys feel about all of those? Jack Nicholson, I could see. Yeah, there was another guy who really, I think those guys were like offered or talked about and they obviously were just kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. One guy that really wanted to do it was Danny DeVito. Oh, God. But they were like, you're too small, man. <laughs> they like really mixed that. But I, think, but I think about the character and it's funny to think about, like I can see Robin Williams being like the fun kindergarten teacher 
but like would he really realistically like play a cop but I think this movie works because it is Arnold like the biggest right guy, you know what I mean right. like the scene where the kids just look up at him it's like so real you know yeah. what I mean they, yeah. the kids actually said that's literally how we looked at him we're just like what but the like hell? yeah I'm trying to think like again to pick on Robin Williams like the moms having the same attraction to him being like who's the kid I'm yeah. too sure you know like, but I think that's why also it was rewritten because then yeah. it became like he was like oh the single moms which by the way the the quote that it is the single mother's capital of the world is like completely false like it's one of the most like functioning as far as not functioning what's the word I'm looking for um, per capita like the marriage is like intact there than like anywhere else I don't know why they said that no, in the movie is weird. weird yeah um, but anyways um, we eventually know who gets the part it's Arnold Schwarzenegger um, I want to kind of go into his career prior to this movie though um, so in the 80s he became a big star um, we know Jason and I 1977 Pumping Iron that was a documentary he was in a movie in 1970 called Hercules in New York oh you know about this movie Kerwin yes is it good I've never even heard of it no okay <laughs> um, then <laughs> he did Scavenger Hunt in 79 but I think in 82 that's when you kind of see the Schwarzenegger that we know Conan the Barbarian Conan the Destroyer in 84 Terminator also came out in 84 Commando in 85 Predator in 87 right so you can kind of see what type of actor this is um, Twins then is in 1988 okay so I believe I think it was us three Kerwin you me and Jason coming home from San Francisco we were listening to your radio of Howard Stern wasn't there it was either Tom Arnold or Schwarzenegger talking about how he decided to go and do the movie Twins because they're like dude you're a good action but you're really funny you would be good in a comedy and I think that's why he wanted to go down this path with the Twins and then right after Kindergarten Cop um, I guess they were really skeptical in doing that so he decided to not take a pay him and Danny DeVito as well as the the director Ivan Reitman um, uh, and just get a I guess a percentage of the profits, which turned out to be a huge gamble, but a really big success because that made so much money, you know? But I think that kind of paved the way for him to then do other movies that are of, of comedic, you know what I mean? And that's where you now get into this movie where they're looking for a person. I think Schwarzenegger was offered the role, I guess, because now it's 1989, he just had a kid. And now that he's a father, he really wanted to do this role. So that kind of changed things. But uh, he did have some demands in order to do this role. Okay, so I'm gonna go down to the demands. So first, he wanted Ivan Reitman to direct it. Um, he felt their collaboration on Twins was great, and he also saw how great he worked with children. So he said, the only way I'll do it is if he directs. Um, second, and this is why I think the script was altered a little bit. He wanted to promote um, physical education awareness big time in the movie. Um, he wanted it to be a really key theme in the film. So the montages where the kids are working out, drinking the milk. And I see you see why I think that's how it was then rewritten. Um, third, he pulled the, uh, the the MJ before that. He wanted a, a gym facility when they were up in Oregon. So in, in Hollywood, which I'll explain when they were in Hollywood, obviously he has his own stuff. Up in Oregon, he wanted his own personal gym. And I believe... I, from what I got, there was a time where it wasn't even available, so he threatened to stop production because he had to work out, and some business owner in Astoria donated some commercial space to give him the space that he needed, and then they just kept production going on. But he's like, no, no, I gotta work out while we're up in Oregon. I believe yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally, he wanted to, and I think this is really cool, and let me know how you guys feel about this. Uh, Schwarzenegger wanted to touch on broken homes and family abuse that many children suffer through in silence. Um, this injected kindergarten cop with important social issues that most 
most mainstream comedies of its type were actively ignoring for the sake of lighthearted laughs. I mean, I think that's kind of cool, right? I think that's where you get the arc of that Zach character, right? And all that. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see where I think they modified the, the whole like direction of the film. Um, not the whole direction, just some, some certain things. But, uh, but with those demands, now you've got Schwarzenegger as Detective John Kimball uh, going into the villain, Crisp. Um, that guy's played by Richard Tyson. He's kind of a creep, right, in the movie, right? Don't you guys agree? The kids on that interview I was watching said he was the nicest guy on set, like just so cool and everything. So was Schwarzenegger, but different. But they said this guy was like helping the kids out, playing with them and all that. Um, However, he was not the first choice. Um, Ivan Reitman offered the role to Christian Slater. He had saw him in a role as a villain prior to this and wanted to do it, but Christian Slater did not want to be tapcasted as the villain, so he turned it down. I think that would have been cool. Christian Slater, no? Would you say you thought he looked like last night? I forget. Uh, Channing Tatum's uglier cousin, Fanny Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure where to go with that. I don't know, but she said it. I kept looking at him and I'm like, it's Channing Tatum, but like not as attractive. Yes, I know know what you mean. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. There's like a certain, he has like a certain angle to his face and you saying that, I see it. Like, yeah, I'm like, ooh. The Christian Slater thing, it makes more sense, but I thought that was interesting when you said that No, he looks like, he looks like if Channing Tatum was jumbled around a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, when I watched this movie again, I was just like, this dude looks like a budget Val Kilmer. Like, I thought he looked like a budget Val I Kilmer. I can see that. Yeah. I, I thought he could be creepier. Like, you said he was creepy. I was like, I think, I think he could be creepier. I mean, like, he, like, like beats up a grown man for a toy car kit, you know? Like, you don't do that? I was going to say, I was Who like, have you ever, have you ever killed been a guy Black Friday shopping? That got like? him information on his son in a mall and just then went and got a manicure. Like, I mean, his relationship with his mom, I don't know. He's that was creepy. creepy. That was very that problematic. Was yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, moving on. Penelope Ann Miller, she plays Joyce, could not find anything on her. Um, but uh, Pamela Reed, she's Phoebe, his his uh, assistant. She's in a lot of movie, um, I think most notably uh, Proof of Life, excuse me, and The Right Stuff, as well as she joins Arnold in Junior. She's also Leslie Nope's mom on Parks and Rec. I have not seen Parks and Rec. I, I gotta watch it. You have to watch it, man. Yeah. She was skeptical at first to take this role, but I think she ended up enjoying it. She knew like this wasn't, I think she wanted to be like a serious actress um, and she knew it wasn't going to win any Academy Awards, but she ended up enjoying it. And uh, she also said that it was very fun to mimic Arnold's accent when she has to play his Ursula sister, you know, Um, uh, getting into the main kid character, Dominic. I did not know this, but this is played by twins. They normally normally do that with kid actors. And the reason why, and I was looking at it, on the interview one that I saw, it was just one of the kids, but they're played by Joseph Cousins and Christopher, sorry, Christian Cousins. Um, the reason being is, I don't know the rules or how, whatever, maybe Kerwin, you could help me out, but the kids were only allowed to work for four hours a day. Yeah. If they have the twins, they can now have eight hours a day to work mm-hmm. with it, you know? And I think that's why they went, it's kind of like the full house thing, right? I was just right? say, I was like, it's just like the old so, twins. But I had no idea that they were twins. I thought it was the same kid the whole time. Isn't Big Daddy too? Mm-hmm. Big yeah. Daddy has twins, Well, it's yeah. like it's like Cole Sprouse and his brother. I forget I forget his brother's name. But yeah, they normally do that just because child yeah. labor laws, you can only do like four hours. Yeah, even so if you in, get twins. Like even in Elf, like uh, the baby version of Buddy, I think, was like played by like two twin girls. That's right. I yeah. remember that, yeah. Yeah, so. Wish I didn't. <laughs> Still a zero. 
I can't get Richard's uh, Rich's voice trash. It's just <laughs> the entire episode. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to get into more of the, the the kids and all that stuff, but I think it's good to start with now the filming locations. Um, they obviously filmed the majority of the scenes outside of the classroom in Astoria, Oregon. We all know that this is where the Goonies took place. Technically, it's 1.6 miles from where the Goonies was filmed to be exact. So that's kind of cool. Um, I, I think we got to take a trip to Astoria, Oregon one time, you know? Um, and I think if you look at that, um, what's that, uh, like that little fair at the very end, you can see in the background those rocks, those play a big uh, scenic thing in the Goonies as well. So yeah, if you want to go back and look at that. Uh, but inside the classrooms were shot at Universal Studios in Hollywood. Um, I read that this was so Arnold could also be close to his family. Remember, he just had a kid so he's now a father um the mall scene is at westfield main place in santa Ana, california and south close plaza in costa mesa california why there were two malls i don't know could not figure out which is which or i don't know i just they said these are the filming locations yeah but i want to go back to the elementary school because this is where you can kind of tie in other kids and all that stuff um the exterior scenes at astoria elementary school were filmed at john jacob astor elementary school in Astoria, Oregon, universal to spice things up. They hired artists to paint like murals on the walls that you see, as well as they provided playground and new equipment for the kids. And uh, um, they put like new lawns and plants and all that stuff to like update the surroundings. So I think that was kind of cool. The kids that were on that interview that I was like listening to, they basically said they don't really remember shooting a lot of the film. They were just told, hey, here's what you do. They said they just remember playing all the time because that's what they would let the kids do. Go play for a while where they set stuff up. So that's why they had the playground equipment and all that stuff, you know. But uh, uh, another cool thing is at that school, I think before they started shooting, Arnold Schwarzenegger gave the commencement speech to the graduating class of 1990. So I thought that was really cool. But uh, getting into the, uh, the kids, though, you have... A lot of the kids that are in the classroom, um, the director as well as um, the casting director, Michael, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Chinich, do you have his name, Kerwin? Is it? I think it's Michael Chinich. Um, they auditioned more than 2,000 children for the roles in this classroom. So that's a lot of damn kids. Um, they only ended up taking 30. Most of these kids were non-actors that grew up in Southern California. Um, I do remember reading a big thing though that they looked at of auditioning these kids is they would watch them play with other kids and see what they can get. And that was like a big thing. So the kids were auditioning and they didn't even like know it. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see a lot of extras though. So those are actually kids from Astoria. Um, the, the filming took place in June, so school is out. And then they, hey, if you want to be on this movie, kids could be seen in the background. If a kid was working, they would get as much as $35 a day for being on this film. But they had a bunch of kids from Astoria that play like like when you're outside, like when school's out or the uh, the fire scene and all that stuff. So, um, But uh, getting into like how Arnold felt about this film as well as the director. Um, Arnold said it was very nerve wracking to act in front of all these children, which I found weird because of all the other stuff he's done. But he said it's like they look at you. I don't know. He said it's he was like. Terrified. Um, this is quote unquote from the Los Angeles Times. This is what the director said. I've even after my first day of filming, my shirt was all wet, my voice was hoarse, and I had really panicked look in my eyes. So I developed the five Reitman rules of filmmaking for the kids. You ready for this? Number one, listen. <laughs> Number two, act natural. Number three, know your character. Four, don't look into the camera. And number five, discipline. And he like told all the kids. And I guess after the first day, it like really helped. They like knew what to do and all that stuff. So um, that's how they filmed it though. They filmed all of the classroom scenes 
on the set of Universal Studios and then all the outdoor stuff and as well as like downtown is all in Astoria, Oregon. And that's kind of what I have, but I do have fun facts. I don't know if you guys have anything other than that, but I can start running on the fun facts. That are, yeah. All right. Um, during one of the days, Arnold had to leave to film the teaser trailer for T2 because he was just getting started on that. So that was like kind of cool. Nice. Um, an alternate ending I kind of went over had uh, Kimball dying from the shot, um, but they uh, they did not decide to go that direction. Um, something about the kid that says, are you all right, Mr. Kimball? Like there was something like where he doesn't respond. Have you noticed that when he's being wheelchaired out when you watch it again? He doesn't respond. I think that they were leaving it up in the air, but then they, he ends up coming back. And, yeah. Oh, mm. But again, I'm speculating. I don't know for sure. You know what I mean? Um, there was another person that was up for the role of Dominic, big time actor. He said he did not do well on the audition, so he understands why he didn't get it. But Elijah Wood was uh, going for Dom. Yeah. Decided, yeah. He ended up getting Radio Flyer not too long after that. That catapulted his career. So, but, yeah. no Jake Lloyd? No Jake Lloyd. No Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Um, the ferrets that you see, there's nine different ferrets because each ferret was like basically trained to do whatever it was at the time. Like one was, hey, you're just going to come out of the bag. Now notice how at the very beginning when you see the ferret, he goes, oh, don't worry, he doesn't bite. Don't you guys find it ironic that he ends up biting Chris at the end? <laughs> like, but it's a different ferret, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, but uh, I thought that was kind of cool. He meant um, he, like this one didn't bite, but yeah, yeah. number eight yeah. did. Number, number eight did, yeah. <laughs> Watch out um, for number six. Yeah. The... Uh, uh, I'm going to try to say her name, Odette Annabelle. Do you guys know who that is? Can you look her up on your screen right now? Because um, I, I don't know much about her, but she's the Spanish girl. Like when he asked, like, who is my daddy? And this the girl, she has had a, a great career in Hollywood. Like she's in Cloverfield, Transformers, I guess, New Girl, Entourage. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. But that girl has like a tremendous like resume. Yeah, the girl that's like when she goes, who is my daddy and what does he do, right? And she just comes out just speaking Spanish. Like she's had like a great career, yeah, oh, wow. out of all the kids, yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, this is a trash for me. Um, Arnold has been on record saying that this was his favorite role, um, but he's a big hypocrite, and I want to bring this up. We all know that Schwarzenegger was the uh, governor of California in 2004. California passed a bill dropping the ban of having ferrets as a pet. I guess it's illegal. I don't know if it still is or whatnot. However, Schwarzenegger at the time, being the governor, ended up vetoing this bill. Like, that's bullshit, right? Like, come on, man. Like, I only know what a ferret is because of him, you know, in that movie. But, but yeah, that's, that's kind of all I've got for this movie. If you guys got anything else. Damn, no ferrets? No. I don't know if it's changed since then, but he vetoed that bill in 2004. All right, everybody, let's move on to Trash and Treasure. Holly, what is your Trash and Treasure with Kindergarten Cup? I'll start with Trash. I mean, this movie is very different from what I remember it as a kid, so like picking picking it apart as an adult is a little interesting, but one trash is him effortlessly handling fights. Like, I hate that, like, because people, there'll be two guys pointing guns at him, and of course they both miss, but he makes it every single time the first time. I hate that. Normally, I'm a sucker for one-liners. I hate the one-liners in this movie. I'm sorry. I hate them. I hate them. Um, the villain, in- extremely problematic. Um, I thought he could have been. I, I thought he could have been physically creepier, like his face. But I think his relationship with his mom and everything that follows suit. He's he's creepy enough, but I think physically he could have been creepier. The mom's reaction to seeing her son dead that threw me for a loop because they were so close the entire movie that I was like, that's how she responds? Like, she was very nonchalant about it. She was just, she just like, looked at him and was like, oh, hmm. 
and then like kept going. So that to me like didn't align with their whole storyline because I, I saw like major codependency. Um, so that was interesting. And then my last trash is the ferret itself. Like I just didn't know why it was there. Like all of a sudden this guy just has a ferret in the back seat and then it comes in and saves the day. So I get I get it's like a full twice loop. though because when he loses control of the class the first time, it allows him to bring them all together. I, I mean I, I feel like it's a clutch that he leans on. You know maybe know. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. it's the you know the shining star of this movie is the ferret. Um, so I'm sad that Arnold didn't legalize them. Um, number one treasure, when he's walking through the mall, why did I get Hugh Jackman vibes? Like, he looks like Hugh Jackman. With his beard. I, he can't yes, pull off a beard. Yes, he cannot. Like, yeah. normally I like a beard on, on a man, but, like, he looks like Hugh Jackman, which I'm not complaining about because it's a treasure, so... I liked the principal geeking out on him beating that dad's ass. <laughs> like, her little kick in the air, like, the punch that she does. It was... I, I like, laughed at that. His partner... I thought she was the shining star of this movie. Um, but I'm a little confused. I still don't understand why she kissed him on the mouth at the end. And it's literally one of my questions for you guys. Like, why did she kiss him on the mouth? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because it's Hollywood. Is this a treasure or a trash? No, the partner's a treasure, but I have, like, a question of, like, I'm, I'm still confused as to why she kissed him on the mouth. One of my trashes is why. Yeah. Why are we doing that? I, I was wondering, too. I was just like... You know, kiss on the forehead, I could deal with. You save the day. Nice if, little if, high five. High five, something. But like a kiss on the mouth and you're not a romantic interest. And even still, even if that was the case, like you guys are both professional partners. You guys are equals. I don't I don't see the need for, for the kiss. And you have your fiance. And Well, that's what I'm saying. The, dyna- the dynamic itself didn't like yield that result to me if that makes sense yeah. so it's like she was his wingman when they went out to dinner and she's like i got you like i'm gonna pretend to be your sister i'm gonna pretend to be not threatening i'm gonna set up the situation look i bought you wine and flowers when you go over there like perfect wing woman but then that kiss at the end just threw me for a loop so yeah. i mean she she was phenomenal she was a treasure but it's just that scene just kind of, i wrote it down i was like what what is going on here? Because I just, like I said, I don't feel like their dynamic led up to that. She, like, she introduced her fiance, like she was happy, the whole thing. So that, that was one thing. This, <laughs> this is the most random treasure I think I've ever had. But when the kid was like climbing up the tower and he fell and he's like hanging there, it was like a really quick solution. Like they didn't drag out that scene at all. And I was like, they really could have dragged that out for like at least two minutes. But it was like a quick, like Arnold's like, whoop, gotcha, and then took it down. So I appreciated that. Um, And then my last one was um, all the moms vibing on Arnold. (laughs) He's not married. (laughs) I know, he's like, mom, he's not married. (laughs) Which sounds like something Erica would do to a guy. (laughs) For me. But that's it, that's all I have. All right, Jason, what is your trash and treasure? Um, my first trash is um, when Arnold goes into the hangout, Cindy's hangout, you just start shooting all over the place. I'm like, fucking great. Can't, can't do that as a cop. You just start blowing things away. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? No, but it's like effortless. That's what I said. That was yeah. my number one trash. He's just like seeming like there's two dudes pointing at him, and he's just like... He's like, I don't like that song. Just blast the radio. I'm just like, all right, I guess we're, all, I guess, I guess we're done now. Arnold's here. Um... How did Arnold get the ferret through the flight security in a bag? Yeah, because he has it in the car when they're in Oregon. Yeah, it's just in a bag. Wait, but 
I thought when they parked at their their residence in Oregon, the ferret jumped in. Isn't that when the ferret gets in there? No, he it's just pet ferret. It comes out of the bag while they're in the car. Yeah, she's laying down in the back. She doesn't feel well, and all of a sudden and the it, ferret makes. She, she was thrown up, and she was laying down. All of a sudden, so that was his ferret. It's, just, yes. it's a pet oh, ferret. Oh, I thought yeah. it. I thought it was just a ferret that jumped in the car. No, okay, it's a so wild I, ferret. Okay, just, I, I just thought it just jumped in, and they just kept it for whatever. So I'm tripping then. Okay, so I missed that. Okay. okay. Also, to add to that, they left the ferret in the car when he's going to go teach like what are we doing like you can't leave a dog in a car you can't leave a ferret in a car like what maybe that's why he said no more ferrets he's he's trying to protect them with one which is always like fuck them ferrets they don't need to be pets maybe he did i didn't even recognize that part um how do you guys say oregon 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 okay it's just, it, it, it depends. Some people in here say Oregon. It just throws me the wrong way. I Those forget. Are the same people that call California Cali. So. It might have been Arnold that says it once, too. One of them says it a couple times. I've heard other people outside of this movie say it. I said, no, you guys said it. Jason says Oregon. No, I around. don't. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> After a couple beers, <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> um, so this is one part I was a little confused on. So there was a, a kindergarten teacher there that Arnold is replacing did she get let go because no. of this or is she on vacation? No, that's that's a trash of mine too because the girl across that Joyce that he ends up, she has no idea that this girl just automatically got up and retired, right? Which you guys know and if someone's retiring, it's a big deal, especially if you're like close to him, you know? And all of a sudden like, oh, she just got up and you're not going to ask questions and this guy comes in. She was put on just a leave because they had to put a detective in what I believe, and that's why the principal was forced to, and that girl just probably took a vacation, you know? Okay, because the principal says it and, like, addresses it, like, why did I ask a kindergarten teacher with 25 years' experience to leave so that I can have a, yeah. a, a police officer come in and teach? I, it wasn't clear if she allowed him go for this. I'm just like, I hope that that's fucked up if that happened, yeah. but... Um, okay. no, she probably, good, probably got a good sandals vacation, you know, taking <laughs> off, you know? That's true. <laughs> um, feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> When it's like the first day and the little girl comes up and she can't get her her overalls undone. And then he just leaves the classroom. Can't do that. Leaves all the kids, all these kindergartners unattended. And I'm just like, I looked at Elizabeth. I was like, this isn't right, right? And she's like, no, 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 you don't do that. By the way, that was the director's favorite kid out of all of them. They said just, they just said, let her do what she wants because she was that. And the director liked her so much. I believe he also did Beethoven, which is why you have her in Beethoven. Got it. Okay. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Arnold wears a green corduroy blazer. It's awful. It is hideous. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing, man? You don't have that? Immediately takes off my I have a green. blue one, not a green. Why are you going to wear green? It's, it's the 90s. <laughs> I don't know, a green corduroy? I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, it is pretty bad. Um, him, like hit the cop version, the badass scruffy version of himself, but not approving wearing a green corduroy blazer. <sighs> so what's, what's the partner's name? What's her name? O'Hara. Phoebe. Phoebe, okay. Yeah. When Phoebe's fiance is there and, you know, they're having relations or whatever, Arnold walks in, the dude pops up and he holds one pillow to his front and one pillow to his back. And I'm just like, man, that is a recipe for pink eye. <laughs> That's what you thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, why does why does Crisp's mom get a rectal thermometer at the pharmacy? Because that's remember, and there's all that medication, and so he's upset because you keep pumping this stuff down my throat all these years. Like she's overly the top. Like 
not she's not a hypochondriac because that's for what your own body but it's like no, it's munchausen yeah munchausen yeah. by proxy so yeah. like she was probably drugging him his entire childhood i don't know i just thought that was weird um and then the kiss on the lips was weird in the hospital um treasure i thought the score was kind of cool it was fitting yeah. for the time i don't know i liked it i liked arnold's scruffy look I liked the beard. I'm not complaining about anybody looking like Hugh Jackman, but it was just, it didn't, it didn't fit him. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I I liked it. I liked it. Well, we watched uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and when Tom Cruise had a beard, that was really off-putting to me. But with this, I was okay with it. Um, Did you like Arnold's physique as well? Oh, his physique was on point too. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Um, uh, I like that everyone's like kind of smoking in the mall. I thought that was kind of cool. Bad guy has a ponytail. I think that's fitting with the 90s. Yeah. Arnold says he's from Austria, which he really is. The police captain, his name is Richard Portnow. He's from The Sopranos. He's one of the lawyers. I thought that was cool. He's also on Home Alone, I think, isn't he? Isn't he the one that answers the phone? You want us to go to your house just to check on him. And he drops the dough. I'm almost positive, dude. Uh, I, could, I could be wrong. What year was that? Home Alone. Oh. It's the same thing. It was 1990 because remember it was... It was in theaters and yeah, it was number the one. It was a small part. He was a cop in Home Alone. I could oh. be wrong. He's not credited with it. I'll look it up while you're doing it. Yeah, I don't think he is. Um, I liked when they got the, the meals on the airplanes. I was like, I miss getting meals on airplanes. They don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, they do. Some airlines do. Really? Yeah. It's a flight over. When, when we went to Hawaii, um, Hawaiian Airlines, they give you uh, two meals on your way there. I guess it's more like... Oh, like local, like local shorter flights. flights. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You know, I think it's more rare is what I'm saying. Yeah, you wouldn't right. get a meal on a flight from L.A. to Oregon now. Wait, wait. To yeah. where? Wait, what's to the where? guy's name? Oregon. Oregon? What's the guy's name? Richard Portnow. I'm wrong. It's Larry Harkin. I believe he's the guy that played the neighbor upstairs or downstairs, Mr. Heckles and Friends. I have a mix up for some oh. reason. Yeah. Okay. When uh, Phoebe uh, is about to throw up on the airplane and says, get those tree stumps out of my way. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but they also called Arnold the Oak when he was bodybuilding, so I thought that was funny. When she trips over the log after throwing up, like they pull over, and it's like kind of near that little creek or pond or lake, and then like she runs out, throws up, tries to run back, and trips over the log. I always laugh every time. <laughs> um, who's your daddy and what does he do? Austrian Death Machine song, so I always laugh at that. And then Elizabeth pointed this out, when they pull the fire alarm, uh, a kid yelled out, I'm on fire. <laughs> when she told me that, I was like, hear that? I don't know how she, how'd you hear that? You just heard it? I just heard it. I didn't, I didn't rewind and go back and listen to it, but I, I started <laughs> laughing when she told me that. So that's my trash and treasure. Uh, Elizabeth, what is your trash and treasure? I don't know if you're talking about the same one-liners that I wrote down, but some of the quotes that I wrote down that I was like rolling my eyes at, that's not exactly a job for you. When the boss is talking to Arnold and Phoebe about who's going to take, like, the teaching position, and I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I get it. It's a long time ago, but it's still, like, you got to be kidding me. And then I think it's the group of moms that say, a male teacher just isn't what I'm used to. Okay, like, why why all the hate for a male teacher trying to be in a, a teaching position? People sure like to tell Arnold secrets for not knowing him very long. Sorry, this is my trash that I'm doing first. Did you notice that? Like, Joyce does. They, they just like somehow trust him and like immediately tell him oh. things. And it's like, you don't even know this guy. Like, this is the substitute teacher and you're just like spilling your guts. That didn't throw me off because I'm one of those people that like I'll be in a grocery store and someone will turn around and just tell me innately 
personal details for no reason. He's just got a trusting face. Okay. So Shaving or yeah, shaving. I mean, once he got Shaving. rid of that beard, everybody wanted to talk yeah, to him. Okay. So should have shaved it when he was that in LA. That <laughs> striking physique. People are trying to create rapport with him. Um, I put the plot as predictable. Yep. Um, now hearing some of the research, like the things that Arnold wanted to be included, it makes me a little more like, hmm, that was a good idea that they included some of those things like the health and... Um, domestic violence. The domestic violence stuff, yeah. Uh, the cheesiness level is out of control. Like yes. the music and the little like picture perfect points. It's like, oh my God, like, are you serious? We're doing this right now. It reminded me when the kids do that montage, it reminded me of Team America World Police <laughs> when it's like every, every hero has a montage and it's like the kids montage. getting like, yeah, getting, getting buff. I'm yeah. like, okay. It's the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're trying to get their physiques on point, guys. Yeah. Come They're on. Trying to, trying to get those delts. Yeah. Okay. So Treasure, I love that Arnold is so helpful to Phoebe through her being sick. I thought that was like a nice kind of way for people to see him differently. Like he can be helpful and sweet. I have another quote. Little bastards are going to eat you alive. As a former preschool teacher, I can attest to that. Kids are mean. They dude. will eat you alive. Um, Wait, like, like the scarabs in the mummy? Yeah, well, just like, so it. the... He's, the f- no, he's mocking me. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to ignore <laughs> him yelling, shut up, and then getting outside and, like, screaming again, and then just being completely, like, dead at the end of the day. I'm like, that was me. That was for sure me for summer school, but it was me at the end of many preschool days. So can I ask you a question? So, yes. um, you know, being in education, dealing with kids, like... Maybe you got advice from people that try to help you prepare, or maybe there's some sort of literature that you have to read or training or whatever, like um, kind of going back to your um, experience prior to dealing with children. Are there very specific things in this movie that you kind of would say relate to your experience? And like, do you have any advice for anybody that wants to kind of get into education with younger kids? Um, there is nothing. No schooling, no book, you. no nothing out there that can prepare you for um, dealing with kids and a lot of the like mess was very relatable it's like trying to herd cats Um, especially with that age it's funny that it's kindergarten and I taught preschool it's literally like a year later so you see a lot of those same behaviors and it's just like it's just it's it's a mess and it's a disaster and you kind of have to what I did like is that in this movie they showed it was a little too fast like you're never gonna the next day be like go from your first day to having the kids in that, yeah, that under control. But I think it kind of shows that you can get kids to do a lot of stuff if you make it fun. He made the exercising and working out and all that stuff super fun. Um, he found a way to like find his inner child too and like play with them and do the exercises with them instead of just like, I don't know what to do, these kids are crazy. Like, it's interesting. So I liked that part that they they showcased that part of it. Like, you can do this. You just have to make it fun for them. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So the kids, too, honestly answering who is my daddy and what does he do and being ridiculously long-winded. Like, I can totally attest to that, too. Like, you'll be in the middle of a story and a kid will, like, come up to you and start telling you, like, something they did yesterday. And it's like, okay. Thank you. Sit down. We'll talk about that later. It just, they, they have no concept of like, it's not your time to talk or 
hey, maybe keep it to a sentence or any, they just want to tell you about everything that they can tell you about and they have no concept of anyone but themselves. So I thought that was funny. This is not just kindergarten kids. (laughs) Kids are all kids. High school, you know. There's Elizabeth sometimes too. (laughs) Stop. Um, Arnold carrying the kids out after the fire alarm had me dying. Like how he's carrying one from like the back of the belt. Like I was like, yeah, maybe not how you carry a kid, like, but it was just hilarious because it just shows he's just utility only. So this is under a treasure, but it's kind of a little bit of trash and treasure. He picks up the tray of milks and they're all already open with a straw in it. I just want to say that like maybe 75% of my job at the preschool was teaching kids how to open those fucking milk cartons. They're not already open and you're supposed to teach a kid with very little fine motor skills how to open a milk envelope. So you feel he kind of got off easy? Yes. I was like, hold on. Who's opening these milks? One of those single moms. Uh, It must be. And putting the straws in and making it all cute. I'm like... No, like twice a day, these kids had to open milk. Twice a day, at least, if not three times. I had two different sets of kids. I was opening milk all day, showing them how to open it, which is even more difficult. You still open my milk, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, give a man a milk, he eats for a time. Teach a man how to open their milk. And... Nah, drink nah, she milk gave up for on life. that with me a long time ago. I mean, poor I fine motor skills. I was looking at you that entire time. So um, how I get through a day is just it's know, it's a miracle. Dominic kind of looks like my dad as a kid, which cracked me up. Like this little blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. The principal asking what it felt like to hit the dad. You said that that was a treasure of yours, too. I, like, loved that. Because she kind of starts out as, like, this hard ass and all this stuff. And then you actually see, like, You think he's about has, to be reprimanded. Yeah. Just, she's like, what did it feel like to but that, that just made, But that, that just made me uncomfortable, too. Because you can tell that principal's known it's been an issue for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, too. And some of that stuff made me think, being in education, I'm sure Maga knows about this, too. Like, we're mandated reporters. Yeah. So if you see something you or see something, 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 you have to report it. Yeah. So I'm like, was this not around? back then that's what, the only thing like, I can think of I what? wonder if it was like I mean if Arnold's trying to put it in the movie because it was I mean maybe like that's when it started taking I don't know it might have been yeah. but I started to wonder that yeah Um. so I'm, I'm just making an assumption like this seems like a smaller town than you know we live in like the larger Southern California area you know Astoria, Oregon. Um, it seems like a like a. <laughs> I just gotta say, it, man. Um, it had to. It it seems like a smaller populated area where like everybody knows everybody. One of those kinds of places, and maybe the uh, kind of like the sub like the culture of that town kind of supersedes like the law. Like that mm. that kind of happens in like smaller towns too. Maybe yeah. maybe it's like a local cultural thing to like not say anything because everybody's a family, I guess. Well, that was the only thing that I when I was watching it, I was just like the principals knows this and this is an issue and like gave him a pass on it. it. Was like great job, keep it pushing. Like yeah, like let me wait for the undercover cop to come in. Yeah, and so I handle this. that that was the only thing that rubbed me. I loved her celebration and also humanized her as like right. an administrator and you could tell that she cares about the kids, but like the fact that she was just like celebrating that, I was like you could have done something. Like Yeah. I want to hope that it's that she didn't know that that was going on or didn't suspect like maybe had a funny feeling about him or didn't really like like him personally, right, but right. 
that's what you hope it is and not that it's like you have known that this has been going on for a while and you haven't reported it or done anything about it. But I also was not suspecting that dad. Like in the bias in my own head, I'm like, he's some deadbeat that, you know, is wearing a white tank top tucked into his elastic <laughs> sweatpants. Like, and then he shows up in a suit. Yeah. It's my bias yeah. coming through. The ferret comes out unscathed. I have no idea what part I'm talking about. Might be the one, like he's inside the jacket and there's all this stuff going on. And I'm like, how does the ferret like, is just fine after all of this. Like, it's almost unbelievable that the ferret is totally fine. Well, and not like hurt. Well, yeah, I, I guess one can come out fine. That was right? number three. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for my treasure. Mugga, what is your trash and treasure? Uh, I just, I don't understand why the girl doesn't do the lineup at the beginning of the movie. Like, at the beginning, you know, like, remember how she has the opportunity, she says no, so then he raids her party, and she's like, okay, yes, like, we just get the cool scene of him raiding the party, but why don't you just do it at the first place? You end up doing it, you know? Um, You liked the throw-up scene? Go back and watch it, because I watch this a lot with my brother. That log is not there when she's running out. Yeah, so watch it again. There's no, which I don't understand how the director doesn't see this. So she runs out of the car to go throw up. There's clearly no log. Then when it cuts to her throwing up close up, then it shows back the log's there. It's just like someone had to have put it there during takes. I don't know how you guys missed this. Jason is now depressed. Yeah. Are you Monday. sure? I, I will put money on this. I've watched it many times before we ever did podcasts. I was like, where did that log come from? Right, we're going to put money on it. All right. Um, Going uh, to what uh, Elizabeth is kind of saying, like some of those things that he does, you just get like the first day, no teacher or adult is watching the kindergarten class as he shows up. Like, you mean to tell me like they're just hanging out in the room by themselves? Like, like what? And she, like the principal has to come in to calm him down. But like, well, who was there at the first place? You mean they were just partying it up? Might as well just give him a keg, you know, like just start going, you know? Um, uh, crisp um, he's let out of prison because obviously the witness overdoses and somehow they're able to make it to Astoria that day like how is that possible like it's a 16 hour drive if it's non-stop and he's up there and already no there's no way um, and then I really it's cringeworthy um, Arnold trying to do the hula hoop he is so bad at it dude like <laughs> it was like stop just stop dude you know so I didn't like that but let me get on my treasure um, I'm surprised you didn't say this the first words of the movie is when Arnold kind of goes by that girl on the escalator and she literally goes shithead like you guys didn't see that and so yeah. I looked it up on the script that's the first thing shithead like it's hilarious dude yeah um the, the, the car scene at the beginning where he goes, oh, f- forgive me. My name is John Kimball, and I love my car. And that guy that's right there is like, I want to sit here and watch it for you. <laughs> and then, and then he, he starts walking away. away yeah. Shit, who do you think he is? I'd kick his ass. Wait, but then he, he, just, was, he just pulls just out the shoddy out of yeah. fucking nowhere, dude. I like, just love it, dude. And then when he's raiding the party, he's obviously just wrecking shop. And there's this guy on the couch that's just like, oh, like, who the hell are you, man? And he just clicks, click, click. And the guy goes, shit. <laughs> just leaves. <laughs> I laugh every goddamn time and then um so crisp is now um uh in custody and the way arnold shoves him into the interrogation room using his body as like the battering ram i i just laugh every time um his accent especially after the first day when he's laying on the uh, the mattress when he says go away and she goes that bad and he says me and my brother always laugh they're horrible like <laughs> i just laugh every time when he does that uh the pledge of allegiance part where they're sitting there and they're totally off cue like that's kids right there right it's like guys come on man and then um the 
the who is my daddy and what does he do part. I think that's hilarious. Not a tumor. Um, uh, but the kid eating the lunches every time. I, I know it's coming and I laugh. So your lunches. I'm sorry. I can't even get through it. Stop it. He just throws the kid down. And that was one of the kids that was on the violently. on the actual Zoom call when they did it. And he's like, I'm the only guy that can throw food up on Arnold Schwarzenegger and not get punched in the face. <laughs> that's what he said. But uh, um, and, and yeah, like I said, the principal's reaction to hitting the dad, that's that was also. But yeah, those are my trash and treasures. I, I love the one liners, Holly. I still to this day, I mean, me and my brother will quote it saying it's not a tumor or, you know, like other stuff. But but yeah, that's my trash and treasure. All right. Uh, my trash and treasure, uh, to your point, Elizabeth, I don't like that the principal knows about uh, the abuses experienced by some of these kids and yet has a problem with there being an undercover cop. Like, you know he's an undercover cop. You know these kids are dealing, like some of these kids are dealing with these abuses, but you have more of a problem with an undercover cop being on your campus than you know, the kids dealing with abuses. She says like, hey, you know, my number one concern is these kids' safety. And I'm like, well, it must not be if you know about, you know, little boy getting his ass beat, Sylvester, by his dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it must not be. So I just kind of felt like the, the dialogue contradicted her uh, earlier dialogue in the movie. But I'll also say, I think it's kind of relatable, and you for sure know this. She's a relatable character in that anywhere you go in education, there will always be somebody who is more old school and like has been doing this for 34 years and stuff like that and so they always think that they know better than you even though you're like fresh out of college and have all the new information so I'll say that like her character is relatable definitely disagree with like what she did or why she did it but I think Mugga knows what I'm talking about like there's always that person at your educational job that's like been doing it for so long that they don't question some of their own like policies or things that they do that oh this is how we've always done it this is how we will keep doing it and i'm going to make you feel like you're doing it wrong that kind of thing ah i see okay yeah that makes sense because it just felt like and kind of going back to what we talked about earlier like the small town we don't say anything Mm -hmm. it very it very much felt like that you know this guy's coming from a big city you know more progressive uh, probably more upfront with how they handle this stuff, and out here it's just kind of like no, no, no. Like we don't mm-hmm. talk about this. This is our way. So yeah, like that. That definitely fits into all of that. Um, Arnold, way to look unassuming at the mall. Like you're in <laughs> Los Angeles, in a trench coat with the glasses, with the beard. Like you know, they're playing up on the Terminator in- imagery. You yeah. know, Terminator One was out, so they're definitely playing up on that. And kind of like how we talked about, like with the casting, they're they're playing off the uh, juxtaposition between uh, his earlier roles with uh, you know the school teacher vibe. So you know, uh, the the intent is a tr- is a treasure, but like logically speaking, it's just like come on, Doug. Like you, everybody in there knows you're here to like kill an alien or something. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, Super fucked up leaving that girl handcuffed to her to her partner. That is actually I looked that up. It's illegal to even do that. Like you cannot do that. Like he would have been in numerous amounts of like repercussions or trouble if he actually had done that in real life. Yeah, dead. Yeah, you cannot do that. Dead body like yeah. that. That is effed up, man. I, I wasn't cool with that. Um, and then um, you know, watching Arnold knock people the hell out. I'm just like I'm watching this movie. I'm just like, 
damn, remember when kids' movies used to have all this stuff in it, like yeah. violence and cursing? And I, I, I thought this was going to be like a, it is a feel-good family movie, if you want to call it that. It's but a little I'm, dark wait, at the beginning, you, though. But it, do you gets, think, uh, this, is, this is my second question. I had two questions, is what, what the fuck is up with that kiss? But the second one is, is this a kid's movie? And that's the thing. Like, the marketing material would have you believe that this is a, a fun romp maybe PG at best. Because they do like the title in like a Crayola crayon kind of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. But like this movie starts... It's dark at first. It starts off as like hard R. Yeah. Like it starts <laughs> off hard R and you're just like... Hard R, huh? Yeah, I feel like this is gonna this is gonna be like a hard R movie and I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like I feel like I'm watching something totally different and then once we get to, uh, you know, Oregon, it's just kind of like, you know, we gotta soften things up a little bit. But I, but I do feel like that opening of the movie definitely sets up it helps to in- intensify the contrast between, you know, Arnold, Arnold, what he's known for versus what he's gonna experience in the in the later parts of the movie. Um, should police officers be busting out assignment details and evidence in the middle of an airplane in front of a bunch of civilians heading to the same location? Like a lot of these civilians are headed to the same location, and all their evidence and paperwork is in full view of everybody. Anybody could point them out and be like, oh my God, those are the two LAPD officers that are uh, in Oregon now. I saw them on the plane. Like, that could blow their cover immediately, so I thought that was kind of whack. Why doesn't the principal know why Arnold is here? I feel like, you know, if Arnold's undercover, and, you know, we, we get it, you know, there might be other things at work here involving the mom, but it's just like somebody at the school should know why Arnold is undercover. Like, I get it that the principal knows that he is undercover, but some authority figure needs to know why he is undercover. Especially if the kids are in danger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think she does address that. If I, for one minute, think that my children are in danger then I think I forget what she says the principal but she'll, she'll yank the kids yeah, out of school but yeah. I kind of feel like just just tell her why you're here we're looking for a kid and the mom because the dad is a psycho murderer drug lord and uh, he's coming to get the kid like just just make that information available to somebody in charge so that way they can cooperate with you much more and help you find the kid you need to find faster like it's it's so much easier that way uh, mom is creepy relationship with the mom is creepy trash um after dominic's mom reveals to arnold the truth about her and her son's identity why not get in contact with the local pd and put out an apb for chris knowing that he is most likely going to come to oregon and find them why not just get that out of the way why why do we go back to our normal lives the very next day i thought that was kind of whack i'm just like hey she knows who you are you know who she is you don't think they were trying to do a bait thing no because they just said he's coming and then they were so unprepared because he started a fire got in the school like there was there was no preparedness on their part so yeah it's just you got it out in the open you found who you're looking for it just didn't make any sense um you know after chris tells dominic that he's his father i wish dominic would have said that can't be true that's impossible and then chris would have been like search your feelings you know it to be true i don't know i just wish there was a star wars moment um then you got crisp like a dumbass he asked this six-year-old little boy if he recognizes or remembers him and says that I've been searching for you for five long years. And I'm like, so this little boy last seen you when he was one? How the fuck is he going to remember you? Like, we talked about having memories from when you were younger. I'm like, my earliest memory was at two. It's like the earliest memory I can remember. And I'm like, I doubt this one-year-old knows exactly what you look like. I, I can't, I don't like him. Um, when Crisp says 
you know, when he's holding the gun to his son, he's just like, first of all, scumbag, holding the gun to your son. Yeah. But also, like, the boy is mine. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for, like, Brandy. And <laughs> oh, my gosh, me too. I totally <laughs> thought mine, that. I was mine. waiting just like, the boy is mine, the boy is mine, the boy is mine. <laughs> yeah. Excuse um, me, can I please talk to you for a second? <laughs> it's like, do you know his name? Oh, yeah. I, I know, know his name. name. <laughs> um, why does the mom remove the magazine from the handgun and throw it on the floor and put the gun on top of the lockers or whatever like nothing is stopping somebody from walking up picking up the magazine and reloading the uh, the firearm why not just pocket the firearm so to make sure nobody else can come and shoot you i mean although you know nothing comes of it but it's just stupid it's just like i'm going to pick up this gun drop the clip and then put it on top of the thing and they're like four feet away from each other like, i think it was one of those things where i watched her do that and i was like what a badass like no. I don't know. It was just like she understands. She did it almost like automatically. So I was like, "This, this she's she's terrifying." Just hold the gun, like, cause cause basically you've you've left the loaded gun out. She still left the loaded gun out, and I was just kind of like, "This doesn't make sense." Just or keep the she's magazine. She's in a school. She kept that in mind. She said there are children around. They can't who can, reach who can, up top. <laughs> they can't reach up top. I, I guess <laughs> she's when, worried about the kids. When all okay? the kids are outside during yeah. a fire drill, but um. I mean, that's, that's kind of most of my trash. You know, we already talked about the, the mouth kiss or the kiss in general. I, that didn't make any sense between O'Hara and uh, Kimball. Um, Treasure, I liked, uh, my name is John Kimball and I love my car. And he whips out the silver shotgun. That's one of my favorite moments of the movie. Um, the little boy that's, that has the, uh, the morbid quotes, he's just like, did she die? She went to see someone. Did they die? No, Lowell. Everybody dies, or just like <laughs> if he bites you, you get rabies and die. I have a headache. <laughs> it's like I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. And then just like uh, my, it's like my dad's a real deadbeat. He divorced us. Just like my mom hopes he he dies real soon. And I'm just like this kid reminds me of Orin. Like he grew up to be Orin in Parks and Rec, the super like death ridden kid. Yeah. That's like afraid of Chris Traeger because he's so positive. Yeah. Like that shit had me dying. Um. The way this kid, um, Dominic, is tearing down Arnold after his first day, he's just like, oh, uh, my coach is better than you. Uh, my dentist is better than you. Uh, so-and-so you better than you. my t-ball coach. I, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, he's like, he's pulling a J.K. Simmons right now on this man. <laughs> like, he's breaking him down to the core. That was pretty rough. Um, O'Hara is the perfect wingman. You mentioned it, Holly. Like, the way she just, like, immediately switches up to the Austrian accent and says, oh, I'm his sister, etc. Um, she's my favorite character in the movie. Uh, I love how she got that conjugal visit going uh, at the same time. While, but she had uh, no shame in it either. Oh, yeah. She's just like, I'm about it. She's, she's like, I'm going to eat this pasta. I'm going to get this get this man just, just whips out the pasta right yeah out of nowhere they clearly were not finished yet um unless it was a tool of some sort um then we get um i like that we do have a uh, the consistent presence of the fire drills um we show uh arnold's inability to gain control over his his class using the first fire drill and as the movie goes on i believe we get one or two fire drills that kind of show that their relationship is evolving and that his skills at dealing with children are evolving and then at the very end we actually get a real fire drill uh, along with the threat as, of crisp so i feel like there is a um a constant presence of that along with a kind of payoff for the for the whole thing and it does set up the last showdown um and uh one of one of the things i'm actually i'm actually impressed with is that they got so many kids between the ages of five and six to to be just fine on set like i am amazed that they got this many kids 
to, to act and work. They, and they said it wasn't easy. Oh, I was gonna say it was like <laughs> yeah. the guy losing his voice yeah, the first day. Not like, easy, man. Yeah, so I got I got props to the to the crew, the director, everybody involved, the adult actors, like the fact that they were able to interrupt with them or interact with them, but that worked out. And then it was uh, also the '90s. So the kids were happy playing on the nice free playground equipment and didn't need iPads and cell phones and yeah. games and stuff like that. Like they're happy because they are around a bunch of other kids that are their same age and they get to yeah, play tag kids, and from do all the that memory stuff. that the kids said, they said it was like every day was just fun because they just got to play with a bunch of people all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I yeah. They're like thirty now, right? The kids. There yeah. are well, I say our age, my age. <laughs> They're older than 30. Well, I mean, I would say they were like five in what, 1990 or five or six? Yeah, so yeah. like Mugga's age? Yeah. Yeah. Literally 30s. Yeah. 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 That would, I mean, I'm going to watch that because that sounds interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and my last treasure, um, O'Hara, when she uh, hits the mom with the baseball bat. And she but where did she like, get the bat from? It doesn't matter. I loved it. Okay. Um, yeah. She's just like, uh, you're not so tough with that your car. car are you? I was like, I was like, She's it's too, like she's my favorite character. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she stole it. She's my favorite fucking character in this movie. So that line was cheesy though. Still works. I liked it. She didn't have her car. She at least she didn't say like batter up or something like that. You know? Yeah, like, that would that would have been awful. Yeah, yeah. she would have struck out with that one. Hey, batter, batter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But that's my uh, trash and treasure. Um, anybody got anything else? I do. I, I forgot to say two random facts. Um, one, the kid that does throw up his lunch food on Arnold, um, he told a story that, uh, according to him, um, I think, I'm pretty sure it was him, it was one of the kids, but he uh, eventually had an apartment and got like a roommate, and they were talking about, and he's like, oh yeah, I, I did a movie one time, like, oh, what movie did you do? He goes, oh, I was the kid that threw up on Arnold in Kindergarten Cop, and his roommate goes, are you joking, right? He goes, no, I, I really was. He goes, I was on that movie too. And he goes, what he was the kid on the plane kicking Arnold. Isn't that kind of random? <laughs> yeah. Dude. And then the kids that were making out during the fire, actual fire, that's the director's son that was on there, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. Director's a wingman. I, told you, I was going through my nose, I was like, fuck, I missed that. That's a good one. Yeah. I liked that Kerwin brought up like that there was multiple fire drills to kind of show the progression the payoff, of Arnold. Yeah. But I will say I think it's hilarious and also accurate that even though you practice that many times when it's the real thing, like oh, it's it a doesn't go as shit show. I smoke. I'm just fucking like it's they're like all Michael getting Scott. running. I'm like, like no, I, yeah, no, that's me. I was gonna say if I smell fire, like no matter what I've been taught, my ass is gone. It'll look like the office. Yeah. The office. What's happening? Everybody You're stay so calm. <laughs> Today smoking's gonna save lives. Um, the fire is shooting us. I'm on fire. What does that kid say? <laughs> oh yeah, he yells. Does he yells? I'm on fire. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm know. on fire. Jesus. Well, let's see if this movie's on fire. Um, how much are we gonna pay to watch Kindergarten Cup? Uh, Holly, how much would you pay? So I struggle back and forth between five and ten, but I'm gonna have to say ten. That's it. It's okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Cool. Yep. Jason, uh, what are you paying? This is tough for me too. I, I don't know if I'd go five ever. I think this is at least a ten, um, but I don't know if it could be any higher than that. Personally, um, I know we were talking about earlier. You know, Arnold's top movies. Why is it not in the top ten? It's funny, and I I think the most impressive part of the movie are the kids like their performances in the movie it's hilarious but I'm also impressed just how they orchestrated that whole thing um, but I, I think I'm gonna go 10 as well Elizabeth what are you paying I had never really paid attention to like Arnold movies at all I, well I don't pay attention to any movies but 
Arnold movie specifically, like, I think he really, most of the time, is seen in specific, very action-type movie. Like, I'm not um, into that in general. I'm more like comedies. But Jason put on, what was that movie the other day? That I was like, remember when movies were good? You don't know what I'm talking about? It was Jingle All the Way, for sure. I think it was Terminator 2. Oh, yeah, Terminator 2, yeah. Okay, so it was Terminator 2, which I've never watched any of the Terminators, so, of course, Jason starts at number two, and he's having to explain, like, through the movie, like, oh, this is why, and he's like, when I'm saying this out loud, it sounds really nerdy. I was like, yeah, it does. Um, But... (laughs) Anyway, I, I really did like that movie, and it made me think, like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll watch a few, like, Arnold movies. Okay, so then when Kindergarten Cop was on and Arnold's in it, I'm like, all right, I can actually, like, pay attention to this, especially because it was from the 90s, and that was when movies were good. So I think I'm going to do $10. Uh, Mugga, what are you paying? I, I wasn't between 5 and 10. I was actually between 10 and 15. I just don't know if it goes to 15. I mean... I, I, I wanted to. <laughs> if you could if you could see the video, Kerwin is leaning to try I, to get that. I wanted 15. to. I, I'm I'm gonna go. Fuck. No, I'm gonna go ten. It, but it, it's a it's a it's a high ten. I was this close yeah. to giving it a fifteen because this is not an action movie. This is also not a kids movie. But it's like its own category, which I really do like. Like I I sat down with my grandparents and parents, and we all enjoyed it, which is very unique. But. I still feel like when you get to the 15s or 20s, they got to be kind of, it's iconic. There's a lot. Of, yeah, I'm going 10, though. Damn. I don't want to talk myself out of it. I'm, I'm almost about ready to say, no, fuck it, 15, but okay, I'm going yeah. 10. You know, I thought about this. I hope and so. I, uh, the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like reliving like how great this movie is. And I'm watching this movie and I'm like digging for trash. And yes, I did have some relevant trash to the uh, to certain things in the movie. Things that didn't make logical sense or uh, things in the plot or whatever. But uh, this movie is like very, very entertaining and I, I love it. I feel like um, there is there is an actual character arc in it. I feel like the supporting cast is good. Like the villain's kind of mid and creepy, but like this movie is more about you know, this action dude's transformation into somebody that can uh, relate to kids and and really shows like, um, you know, his growing up process. That's what the movie is. You know, it might sound like I'm digging for shit here, but like, that's what the movie really is about. Um, and it is entertaining, it's hilarious, it's funny. And I, I'm gonna be honest here, I'm gonna go 15. I'm gonna pay 15 to watch Kindergarten Cop. Like, um, I gave Jingle all the way 15, and I think Kindergarten Cop is right there. I think, yeah. I think this is a very, very solid movie that that works all the way around. I think every child actor in here is great. Um, just um, uh, Phoebe O'Hara is like a, a badass character. Like I love her character. Just all around, I think I think it's just a, a solid movie. So, you know, I'm gonna go 15 on this movie. We are giving that 11 dollars. Then it's not bad. This kind of goes along with the IMDb ratings, right? Yeah, yeah it's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. So we got, you know, we got a, we got a cast of characters, a school full of instructors and teachers. But uh, do you think Tom Cruise would do well on that staff? I think he could have played Chris. Ah. I, I was gonna say. I think he could have. He you know, could have. I like sure. Chris. I like what was his name? Uh, whatever. But I, I think he could have played it, and that would have been cool. Who else could he have played besides that? You think? Yeah. Oh, here we go. The dad that gets beat. The up. kid because he's I just, short enough. I'm, I'm, the I ferret. Was waiting for that one. Yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna say that. The shit. ferret. Somebody else gotta say <laughs> the it. ferret. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anybody got anything else they want to say? Um, the kid that 
did the boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. He still has not watched the movie, according to his Zoom. Because he, he doesn't want He says, I feel weird watching myself. So he hasn't watched the movie. He, after the Zoom, though, that they were on, he's like, I probably have to go watch it. Yeah, but he, he had said, I, I've never actually seen the movie. Just clips. And yeah. Dang. Isn't that crazy? Do you know how many girls he's probably picked up in a bar by saying that? Like, <laughs> what a liar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> saying what? He hasn't seen his own movie? Boys have a or penis. Or boys have a penis. Have girls have a vagina. Have you seen a little That's movie me. called... That's me. The, have you seen a little movie called Kindergarten Cop yet? The U.S. to best. I made a cameo. Like, oh, my God. Anyway. It's not a vodka soda you're drinking. We'll get you another one. Anyway. Um, yes, that is true. Uh, penises and vaginas. Um, so in the words of Tom Cruise... It's not a tumor. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of $20 Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20Ticket at gmail.com. That's two zero, the numbers, $20Ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening.